When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old USA, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 327 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view. Mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. I filter through the garbage, the media hype, the lies, and take you directly to the truth. This is my recipe for thought gumbo. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Tuesday, October the 6th, 2020, and this is the Truth Hurts program. I'm your host, Steve Z, and today I'd like to speak about Hurricane Delta. Yes, transgenderism and plural pronoun negativism has reached new lows in the naming of Greek storms because the National Weather Service has been too lazy to utilize, I call, extra English alphabet letters in extraordinarily high years of storm activity. Why not have a Q storm? Why not have a Z storm or an X storm? Well, they're not very common letters, Steve, and we rotate them every so many years and blah, 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 blah. But guess what? Every few years, or every couple of decades, we have to go into extra innings, as they say, using the Greek alphabet. Hurricanes used to be named after women only, and the feminists got pissed. So then they started alternating males and female names. But now in this new age of gender pluralism, or gender non-existence, or gender hatred, let's just call it what it is, we've now decided to go into the Greek alphabet to a non-gendered, gender-neutral hurricane by the name of Delta. I submit to you that this is not indeed a gender-neutral name. I don't know any dudes named Delta, but I've heard of Delta Burke. And she looks like she could be a massive storm in her own right. That's mean, Steve. I can't believe you say something mean about such a nice actress. You know how I feel about actresses and actors. They're people paid to pretend, so I have no sympathy. Hurricane Delta was a Category 1 storm last evening before I went to bed, and when I woke up today, it had blossomed into a very symmetrical, intense Category 4 storm, making a beeline to shoot the gap, as they say, between Cuba and the Yucatan Peninsula. Chances are Delta will make landfall initially along the Yucatan Peninsula, causing havoc to places like Cancun and Cozumel, which right now doesn't mean very much to Americans because we can't take a cruise ship to those island nation towns anyway. But I do feel some sympathy towards those folks. They are simple people for the most part, and a storm is not what they need in 
their area. The storm is set to make a beeline to the north-northwest into the Gulf of Mexico along a ridge of high pressure to its east, which will steer the storm in a direction generally towards the Houston-Galveston coast before the high pressure system pulls back and a trough of low pressure affiliated with a cold front moves down and pulls the storm back to the northeast. With projected landfall now, according to the National Hurricane Center, somewhere between Lafayette, Louisiana and New Orleans, Louisiana. Here we go again. Now, New Orleans has been in the cone of uncertainty six times this year. And they've dodged the bullet each of those six times. So should Louisiana, New Orleans, in fact, should New Orleans get a direct hit or even a glancing blow from this storm, you can honestly say you have a better chance of getting hit by a hurricane than you do of dying of COVID-19. But sorry. As people in the state prepare, you will see between now and the end of today's business day, most of the store shelves will be emptied of items like milk, water, canned goods, and the all-important toilet tissue, as people along the Gulf Coast are accustomed to preparing for hurricanes and tropical storms. We're used to it, folks. It happens all the time. Now, most of the time, I am very skeptical of forecasters because their predictions are all over the place. The GFS, the European model, the American model, the Colorado State model, the who cares model. But, and they call those, by the way, spaghetti models because it usually looks like a bowl of spaghetti with storms going in every direction. However, as of the advisory today at 1 p.m. Central Time, which came out just a little bit early, the models are pretty much all in agreement that this storm is headed for Louisiana's Gulf Coast, somewhere between Lafayette and New Orleans. Preparations are underway. Cities are already begging the governor to declare a state of emergency so that they can suck up on the all-important financial windfall that generally comes with a declaration, with a state of emergency. Rest assured that your president, Donald Trump's FEMA organization, is well prepared in advance to tackle this storm, to weather this storm. And we can only hope and pray that the Democrat governor and the Democrat mayor of New Orleans have the wherewithal to also be prepared. This is the Truth Hurts program. We will be right back. Come on. You know you were thinking the same thing. The Truth Hurts. So, as I said before, the spaghetti models, as they are usually called, because it looks like a bowl of spaghetti, more today look like uncooked spaghetti. They're all pointing in the same direction, the center of the Gulf Coast of the great state of Louisiana. Speaking of Louisiana, Louisiana lost a legend. Governor Murphy Mike Foster 
former governor before the current joke, John Bell Edwards, and the previous joke, Bobby Jindal, who was a Republican, but he did absolutely nothing for the state during his tenure, um, has died. Mike Foster was a brash Republican governor, and he was indeed the first Republican two-term governor to serve in over a century at his time. Mike Foster, for he, he, he decided to not take the limousine ride from his swearing in as governor of Louisiana. Instead, he rode his motorcycle up to the state capitol and did his swearing in, put his motorcycle helmet down and said, that's the last time I'll ride my motorcycle with a helmet. His first action as governor was to sign away the requirement for people to wear a helmet when riding motorcycles. Not necessarily the smartest move, but it was his way of showing the people of the state that he was not about all the regulations and all of the taxes and all of the restrictions that are placed by literally a century of Democrat governors before him. In fact, he did away with quite a bit of regulation and brought in quite a bit of business and tourism to the state during his time in office, despite downturns in the national economy. Governor Mike Foster, dead at 90 years old. It's the second former governor to die in the past 12 months with Kathleen Babbling Blanco, the Democrat governor who literally botched the entire Hurricane Katrina and Rita recovery efforts and put her husband in a position of power with a contractor that got billions of dollars in government aid. But let's not talk about corruption, at least not at the state level. Joe Biden is the gift who keeps on giving. In a speech recorded on PBS News, the public broadcasting system's news, the wonderful, the talented, the forgetful, the gaff machine known as sleepy, creepy, mopey, dopey, gropey Joe Biden said the reason that he is able, has been able to stay home hiding in his basement is because of all the black women stocking the grocery store shelves. Yes, he said it, boys and girls. The reason that he, gropey Joe Biden, has been able to stay home during the pandemic is because of all of the black women who stock the grocery store shelves. I have a question for you, Mr. Biden. Is that like the black women's that shines your shoes in the morning? Is that like the black women's that washes your car for you, Mr. Biden? Is that like the black women that make sure your cream of wheat, oatmeal, grits, or whatever it is you eat in the morning have enough butter up on it, Mr. Biden, sir? Is that the same black women that make sure to take your temperature every day, Mr. Biden, sir? Make sure your nice new suit is clean and pressed, Mr. Biden, sir? You racist, chauvinistic, sexist, bigot, Joe Biden. If I were a black person listening to all of the racist things that Joe Biden has said, 
I would really, really have to think twice about calling Donald J. Trump a racist. Hey, Joe Biden, let me ask you a question. Joe Biden, how many times did BET give you a award for being a good white boy? How many times did the NAACP honor you, Mr. Biden? How many times, Mr. Biden, did black organization ever give you anything of award or prize or trophy, Mr. Biden? Because I know Donald Trump has received many awards for public service to the black community. I know that Mr. Trump fostered the very lowest minority unemployment rates ever recorded in this nation. I know that Donald Trump ushered in the highest minority job participation rates in our nation's history. I know that Donald Trump gave more to the black community in the way of social justice reform and courts reform and letting black people out of jail who were only there for minor offenses. He did that in three years in office. And you guys want to vote for mopey, dopey, gropey Joe Biden, the racist, who said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You want to vote for Joe Biden, who said, I love little black kids bouncing on my lap. They used to run, 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 their, run, run, run the hair down on my, on my, on my, on my hairy legs, my, my blonde, my blonde, my blonde, blonde, blonde hair on my, 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 my hairy le- legs, and, and, and they used to watch the hair come up, and, and so I, I learned about roaches, code word for little black kids, right, Joe? I learned about roaches. I learned about rats. I learned about the projects. I learned about what it's like to be poor and black. And you black women are doing a hell of a job stocking the grocery shelves so old white guys like me don't have to come out and face the COVID. That's what you said, Joe. It's basically what you said. It's not a quote. I didn't say quote. I'm just basically summarizing the racism of Joe Biden. And yet, the BM movement, no, that's bowel movement. The Black Lives Matter movement, oh, well, okay, pretty much the same thing. The Black Lives Matter movement is endorsing Gropey Joe, the racist, bigot, sexist Joe Biden, the homophobe who said gay marriage was wrong. And yet, the LGBTQRSTQUVBWXY homo queer crowd wants Joe Biden. The Black lives only matter if it's a thug criminal black life snuffed out by a cop matter crowd supports Joe Biden. The Antifa or Antifa or anti-fascist crowd is supporting a fascist in Joe Biden. How ironic or perhaps how ignorant on the part of the Antifa crowd. This is the Truth Hurts program. And we'll be right back. Aha. We caught you thinking. This is the truth hurts. Here he is once again, Steve Z.
there's nothing quite like that feeling at the end of a long day of protesting, rioting, and looting. You know, that peaceful time where you can just enjoy going back to your car and, what the hell? Someone has broken into my car. Come on, man. Or how about that feeling you get when you go back to your business in the inner city to open the next day and you find out that looters, arsonists, and graffiti masters have tagged your non-Caucasian-owned business? What the hell? New from Tag Masters, the 2020 Protest Safety ID Kit. This kit will identify your ride as one of the rioters and identify your business as non-white owned. Yes, you can tell all your anarchist friends to leave your stuff alone with the 2020 Tag Masters Protest Safety ID Kit. Riot safely, knowing that you've properly identified your car and your businesses so that other rioters will leave it be. And if you act now, we'll throw in a complete supply of Snorgon nasal strips so you can breathe easily while you riot. The ID kits are only $29.99 online at www.notmyride.org. It truly is a shame what this world has come to. There was a time not too long ago, and when I say not too long ago, I'm talking mere months, 10, 12 months ago, where if I saw someone on the side of the road with a flat tire, I would have a tendency to pull over and offer them some assistance. I've changed my share of tires and I don't mind helping out, especially when I see it's a young woman with children or an elderly couple or an elderly woman or even an elderly man. But these days, I am reticent in pulling over to offer assistance because you never know whether the person on the side of the road truly is in distress or if they're setting you up to be their next stolen vehicle victim. Case in point, Columbus, Ohio, two weekends ago, two weekends ago that is, man stopped to render assistance to a young African-American woman on the side of the Ohio Turnpike, off to the shoulder with the flashers on, standing there, not waving down traffic, but standing there looking somewhat disheveled. This woman kind of flagged a guy over and he pulled over to offer some assistance. Waiting on the other side of the car was the girl's boyfriend, who, with gun in hand, took this individual's vehicle, leaving him stranded on the side of the road next to what turned out to be their last stolen car, the one they stole prior. Yesterday, as I was coming home from some personal business, I couldn't help but notice there was a two-car, what appeared to be a two-car accident on the side of the road. My natural instinct was to stop, at least maybe call 911, something, render some assistance, make sure everyone was okay, first aid if necessary. But the little hairs on the back of my neck started to raise because something just didn't feel right, look right, smell right, whatever you want to call it. And so I kept driving. I can't help but feel a combination of guilt for not stopping, as well as maybe relief because Lord in heaven above only knows whether or not it was a staged phony accident between two groups of, let's say, young, angry-looking people 
and I was concerned that I might become a victim of a carjacking. So I kept driving. I did pick up the phone and dial 911 and notify authorities of the location of the accident, which looked like it had been there for a little while, with these people standing around. And much to my surprise, the dispatcher told me, told me that else had called in that particular accident. So perhaps I did the right thing by not doing the right thing? One can only wonder. Picking up your cell phone to call 911 pretty much is your duty if you see something like that. Although sometimes when you call 911, the dispatcher acts as if you are burdening them somehow because they've already been called. But like I said, in this case, they hadn't been called and it was kind of concerning to me. To be a common criminal, you don't need a lot of intelligence or a lot of education or any common sense. After watching some of the videos that I see of people committing crimes, it's astounding to me, utterly astounding to me, the lengths that some criminals will go to to commit a crime. And if they had put just that much energy into working at a regular job, they'd be able to afford to purchase the items that they're trying to steal. Yes, boys and girls, criminals are stupid. And that's the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. We'll be right back. Donald Trump was released from the hospital after his bout with the coronavirus. And the Democrats can't wait to seize on these opportunities to vilify the president even further. Some Democrat left-leaning organizations have taken to the social media and the regular media to say, shame on you, Donald Trump, for comparing this to the flu. Well, in Donald Trump's 74-year age bracket, he is recovering from the COVID-19 Wuhan China novel coronavirus 2019 Kung Fu flu, and he says his symptoms compare to a bout of the flu. He has virtually no symptoms at all, so apparently he does well with the regular flu, as do hundreds of millions of Americans through time. Well, let me tell you, Twitter's not happy with the Donald. They actually locked his Twitter account after he shared a New York Post columnist's email. Twitter says it locked President Trump's account on Monday after the commander-in-chief allegedly violated the company's policy by sharing the email address of a New York Post columnist in one of his tweets. Social media giant confirmed to the Daily News on Tuesday that the COVID-19 stricken president had his account locked until he removed the post. A chirp from Twitter's real Donald Trump account posted Monday was plastered over with the message, this tweet is no longer available because it violated the Twitter rules. In his next visible tweet at 6.23 p.m. on Monday, he declared, We will be back on the campaign trail soon. The fake news only shows the fake polls. Trump has continued to use his favorite social media platform throughout his coronavirus bout. His case of the virus landed him 
out of an abundance of caution in the Walter Reed Military Hospital for three nights. Trump says he is showing no symptoms and compared the virus to the flu. Twitter also concealed a Tuesday morning post from the president that claimed that the flu carries higher fatality rates than the Wuhan Kung Fu flu in most populations. The app says the tweet violated its information, its misinformation rules, rather, but the post remains on its timeline behind a disclaimer. Oh, they will do anything and everything, won't they, boys and girls? Trump's doctor said that he has virtually no symptoms. The latest on President Donald Trump's health scare after the COVID-19 diagnosis said he had no symptoms. Kamala, I'm not really African-American, Harris tested negative for corona on Monday, two days before her scheduled debate with former VP, excuse me, with current Vice President Mike Pence. My apologies. A campaign aide shared the results of Kamala Harris's negative COVID-19 results on Tuesday. Her campaign would not respond to questions about if and when she would be tested again ahead of Wednesday's scheduled debate. Harris and Pence are scheduled to participate in a 90-minute debate at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, and there shall be a plexiglass shield between them as a precaution against her spewing her nasty breath on the vice president. The Commission on Presidential Debates requires everyone accessing the debate site will be tested negative. Harris and Pence have both tested negative and are currently in Utah preparing for the debate. Mike Pence's doctor says he does not need to quarantine and has continued to test negative for COVID-19. White House physician Dr. Jesse Taylor Shono said in a memo released Tuesday that Pence has remained healthy without COVID-19 symptoms and continues daily tests, which have all come back negative. The doctor said Pence is not considered to have had close contact with anyone who tested positive this week, including the Donald or any of his senior aides, according to CDC guidelines. CDC, by the way, defines close contact as having been within six feet of someone for 15 minutes or more. The memo says Pence is encouraged to go about his normal activities and shall not need to quarantine. Trump's physician also said the president's experiencing no symptoms after returning from the hospital. Navy Commander Sean Conley, doctor, said in a new memo released by the White House that the president's medical team met with him in the residence early today, Tuesday. They say Trump had a restful night at home and his vital signs remain stable, including his blood oxygen level. Overall, he continues to do extremely well, proving, boys and girls, that the Wuhan China novel Coronavirus 2019 Kung Fu Wuhan Flu is not as deadly as they have lied to you about. And yet the media continues to espouse fake numbers, claiming that 215,000 Americans have died, quote, from unquote, the coronavirus. We all know that that is not true. We all know that there may be 215,000 people who have died who had corona in their system. But those cases where people died from 
coronavirus, meaning coronavirus was the cause of death, less than 13,000 people. Nowhere near the numbers of people who die annually from the flu. But they like busting Trump's balls over this, and they'll continue their lies, their rumors, and their innuendos. This is the Truth Hurts program. The Truth Hurts program can be found on the following platforms. Spotify, Anchor.fm, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and other platforms. Simply search The Truth Hurts Steve Z to hear us anytime, on demand. Former Attorney General the crook Eric Holder accused one of his Trump-era successors, William Barr, of going beyond politicizing the Justice Department, saying that the current Attorney General has instead weaponized the department in an unprecedented way. If that ain't the pot calling the kettle black, I don't have the first damn clue what is. Eric Holder, along with Loretta Lynch, were two of the most weaponizing Department of Justice officials to ever sit in those positions. And now, this clown has the nerve to say that the highly respected and honored William Barr has weaponized the DOJ? Cut me some slack. You've really, really got to be a far, far left radical to even think that Barr is more damaging in the position of Attorney General than Holder himself was. Holder, remember, is one of those clowns who let Obama get away with everything he got away with, and Biden get away with everything he got away with, and Hillary Clinton get away with everything she got away with. Listening to this accusation just makes me want to use language that is unfitting for this program. Since leaving office and mulling a run for president this year before eventually deciding against it, Holder chairs the Obama-aligned National Democratic Redistricting Committee, a group aimed at gerrymandering to put black senators and Congress people in place to redistrict so that the 13% AA minority crowd can have more and more representation in the government. He's a clown. Joe Biden should be calling him a clown, not the president. The NRDC is coordinating with Democrat nominee Joe Biden's campaign to do everything they can to sneak in a vote here and there. Such a shame. Holder said, if we're successful at the state and local level, which is one of the things I'm working on, this could be the last time we have such a difficult election. This one's going to be hard, but this one is not one we cannot overcome. So you see, they're planning on stacking the court. They're planning on pushing for statehood for the District of Columbia. 
and for Puerto Rico, for that would guarantee four more Democrat senators and virtually keep Republicans out of the leadership roles in the Senate and House till the end of time. And we cannot allow that to happen, boys and girls. You must vote and you must urge other conservative, like-minded, intelligent people to get out and vote for the Republican candidates this time around. It truly is a challenging time for our democracy. And this could very well be the election that tips the scales towards socialism, communism, Marxism, and Harrisism. Remember, when that crowd gets in, if they do, Lord help us all, imagine a world where gropey Joe Biden gets elected and then is forced to step down because his dementia is finally revealed, and Kamala Harris, the last place finisher in the Democrat nominating process, becomes your president. And then Nancy Pelosi gets the opportunity to become the vice president. And Chuckles Schumer will be in a leadership role once again. It is scary as hell. You should be quaking in your boots right now. I will say this, and I read this earlier on social media. When Trump wins this November, and the Senate is maintained by Republican leadership, perhaps the president should consider packing the Supreme Court, stacking the Supreme Court. I think three more conservative justices on the Supreme Court would do a world of good in returning our nation to the constitutional republic that it should be. And Trump could easily say, you guys threatened to do it, and I thought it was a pretty good idea. <laughs> so we're going to add three more justices, and I'm going to appoint them. Why not? It's okay for one group to do it. Why is it not okay for the other? This is the Truth Hurts Program. Here's your host, Steve Z. Just when you thought it was safe to leave home again, just when you thought it was all right to go out and vote and shop and eat and work and play and worship, from Wuhan, China, makers of the Wuhan, China Coronavirus 2019, we proudly introduce COVID-20. Bigger and badder and far more contagious, COVID-20 is on the way. If you thought COVID-19 was bad, bad enough to shut down an entire economy, bad enough to force you to stay inside, COVID-20 will be far worse. Guaranteed to shut down not only the economy, but bad enough to make people afraid to go out and vote. COVID-20 will force mail-in voting so that Democrats can vote as many times as they want, by mail, and no ID is required. 
COVID-20 does not affect protests, riots, anarchy, or other violent criminal anti-establishment gatherings. Do not go out in public for weddings, parties, graduations, or funerals, unless the funeral is for a convicted felon killed by a white cop. COVID-20 is only available until the November elections unless a Republican gets re-elected. In that instance, COVID-20 will last for at least four more years. Ask your doctor if COVID-20 is right for you. COVID-20, from the creative minds at the DNC. COVID-20, because we can. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hopefully, we have provided you with engaging, enlightening, and educational information that will allow you to make informed decisions. I know you may not necessarily agree with everything I say, and that's okay in America. The right to express your opinion is guaranteed in the First Amendment to the Constitution. Just as I respect your right to your opinion, I expect you to respect my right to my opinion. And that's how it works. If you like what you hear, spread the word. If you don't like what you hear, you can either turn it off, or you could listen a little longer and maybe learn something. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2020 Steve Knight Productions. All rights reserved. We'll see you next time. <laughs>